You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Oh, hey. How's it going? It's Wednesday. It's time for American Winer. My name's Alex. How the fuck are you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. Uh, my So, first things first, my guest tonight is supposed to be Daniel Barnett, a Wattpad author. He's, he's an author in general, but uh, he's made his most of his uh, success on Wattpad. Um, I just Facebook messaged him. He hasn't called in yet. The Skype does have a tendency to not work, so um, at least that, that's how it's been lately. So, I'm not sure if, uh, if he's going to call in, but I, he does have my Facebook, and I just Facebooked him, and he said he was – he said, cheers, looking forward to it when I messaged him a week ago saying – uh, here's what we're going to be talking about, blah, 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 blah. We were going to talk about um, our favorite horror movies and books. I asked him to pick three of each, and uh, and then I was going to pick three of each. Um, I couldn't come up with three fucking favorite horror books. I guess I just really like Stephen King. That's the only thing I really like when it comes to horror. Um, I'm actually reading right now. Uh, I had When I was a kid, I had these books uh, by an author named Daniel Cohen, um, he died last year. I just found out. Uh, but they're like one of those those they're, they're those children's books where the ghost stories are based on like supposed to be based on real hauntings. Like the uh, what's one that like Jeremy Bentham, the the philosopher who had his body preserved uh, into an auto icon, is what he called it. It's basically like a now it's mostly wax, but it's it's at this university in in England, and it's just sitting there. It's fuck his fucking body in like this wooden cabinet. Like I don't I. It used to be like right in the hall, students would pass it, uh, but um, I don't know if they moved it. I do know that his head started to decay like soon after he died, so they had to replace his head with a wax head, but they kept his original head, and now it looks, you can Google it, it's absolutely terrifying. But that was like an example of one of the stories uh, that Daniel Cohen would talk about. So other than the Daniel Cohen books, I could not come up with a fucking horror book that I liked other than It, which I already did an entire episode on uh, and have discussed many times before. So, um, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and do something I've never done. Normally when a guest bails on me or doesn't show up, which doesn't happen that often, um, I just don't do the show, but I was already sitting here and I hadn't heard anything. So I was like, eh, fuck it. I'll try and do like half an hour. I did. I went over last week. So I figure if I do half an hour this, this week, it'll balance it out. And uh, so, yeah, let's, let me struggle to get the notepad open here so I can take notes so that I don't run out of shit to talk about. I am trying to uh, lose weight right now, so I haven't been eating sugar. So I am in a I, – I just have the most negative thoughts coursing through my head. And every time I, I, it happens, like where I really get into it, I have to remind myself this is because you're not, you're not enjoying – you're abstaining from America's favorite drug, sugar. So you have to – that's why it's happening. You're going through withdrawal. Because I'm not normally like that. It's I don't usually uh, sit around and, and think like that. I used to be, but I, I don't anymore. It's been quite a while, ever since I grew up. <laughs> um, so where the fuck is the notepad on this goddamn thing? Notepad. There it is. All right. So now I can take notes so I don't lose track of what I'm talking about. So like I said, I don't really uh, have any books to talk about um i struggled i like i like jack ketchum there's a couple of you know paperback horror authors that i've read um you know but most of my i realize most of the stuff that i read is either like real world like right now i'm reading the looming tower by lawrence wright which is the story of how al-qaeda came together and how the fbi failed to realize they were going to attack us on 9-11 um they made a hulu miniseries about it a couple years ago uh with jeff daniels um but uh 
But yeah, so I've I, t- I couldn't really come up with any fucking books, but the three movies that I came up with are uh, Seven, The Silence of the Lambs, The Thing, and that's three. So Seven, the uh, classic David Fincher movie. Um, it was sort of the movie, his coming out movie. He directed Alien 3 uh, a couple years before that, which is considered the worst movie of the Alien franchise. But that mostly was because it, from the way they tell it, from the way he tells it is because the studio was... He was a new director who had worked on, you know, music videos and production and things like that. But that was his first feature, as far as I know. As far as I know, this is from what I've heard. Um, and uh, so the studio was sort of like, all right, kid, yeah, here's your notes. This is what we want. And whenever that happens, the movie tends to suck. And so Alien 3 sucked. But 7 was based on a screen, well, not based, it was from a screenplay, this original screenplay that this fellow wrote whose name escapes me. Let me pull up the Wikipedia here and this will help me be accurate with my fact saying. Um, but yeah, seven, he directed it and it's just a fucking, I saw it when I was a teenager and, um, just an amazing movie. I'm trying to think of a creative way to say how much I like it. There really is. It's just, for some reason it just spoke to me. Um, but 1990, yeah, 1995 film written by Andrew Kevin Walker was the name of the screenwriter and, uh, the plot for, I mean, I don't know. I mean, fuck, it's 25 years old now, so maybe there, there, there are people who listen to this that haven't seen it yet. But it, if you haven't seen it, it's about a um, serial killer who kills people based on the seven deadly sins. And Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt play uh, two uh, detectives in the city uh, that are trying to catch him. And, and in the city that it takes place in is obviously supposed to be New York, but I don't think it's ever mentioned by name. It's just this sort of noir uh, city. And um, it's it's a beautifully shot film. It's it's uh, it has that that Fincher look to it, but not again. This was his the first one where he really got to be himself. So it doesn't have that overdone like I'd say around like the mid two thousands when you really started to see that super Fincher palette where it's like really you know dark and really god damn it I can't come up with any good adjectives. But uh, if you see a David Fincher movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like if you watch Mindhunter or House of Cards, which are the two Netflix series he's worked on, there's this palette that he uses, or the social network of the girl with the dragon tattoo, and every color is really muted, and it's very dark, and, and noir is the is the word that everybody uses, film noir. It's very dark and shadowy and, and uh, not bright. Even when something's lit, you know, when you're outside in the sun, everything has this sort of matte look to it. Um but yeah, so seven. Uh, this uh, the serial killer is killing people based on uh, the the seven deadly sins. The first guy's a fat dude who's forced to eat until he his, his stomach uh, hemorrhages. The second one's a banker who is forced to carve a pound of his own flesh off his arm for greed. Uh, and um, the story plays out in a way that you really. Again, if you if you've never seen it, uh, it's you'll never guess the way it ends. And in fact, there's like memes. The ending is so iconic now that there are memes based on it. And but he's played by a very famous actor. Um, I I won't say who it is in case you haven't seen it, but uh, I will give you a hint that he got me too. He was part. It's a he, obviously, and then he was me too a couple of years ago. It was one of those guys, but he was very respected, and uh, and uh, he's not credited. So the, when he shows up in the movie, you're like, oh fuck, it's that guy. And funny, they want he wanted uh, Fincher wanted Michael Stipe, the singer from REM, to play the serial killer. Uh, so that would have been interesting to have Michael Stipe come in and be like, you know, uh, what the hell does he say when he when he when he finally reveals himself? He he screams at Brad Pitt. He's like, 
he's covered in blood and he's walking through the police station and he just, and he, nobody's watching him. Nobody notices this blood stained dude just walking through this. And that's part of the theme of the movie is like, nobody's really paying attention to anything anybody else is doing. We're all just so caught up in our little rat race that, uh, we don't, um, we're missing all the, all the important stuff. But yeah, he, she, he walks up and he screams. He's like, detective! It would have been funny to hear Michael Stipe, who I'd never heard scream. Even when he sings, he's got this really nasally, you know, I mean, we all know who Michael Stipe is, losing my religion in R.E.M. But when he talks, he has this very like, hello, this is Michael Stipe. That's pretty, this is pretty much what he sounds like right here. He's just got this very unassuming voice. Detective. Detective. Detective! Something else. Anyway, yeah, so Seven's the first movie on my list. Then The Thing. Now, The Thing, which is by John Carpenter, that's the movie where the alien is uh, assimilating dudes in this uh, Antarctic uh, base of some sort. Kurt Russell plays the the main character uh, who figures out the best way to destroy it is by hitting it with a flamethrower. Not hitting it, but shooting it with a flamethrower. And uh, I saw this for the first time. I don't know. We were on vacation and I was like six or seven. I was really young. And uh, we were on uh, vacation at my mom's parents' house in Minnesota. And this came on TV. And I don't know how we got to watch it because my parents wouldn't even let me watch The Simpsons when I was younger. I don't know how me and my sister were able to watch this thing. But I remember all we saw was the scene with the dogs in the kennel. And holy fuck, did that traumatize us. We spent the night out in my grandparents at the time had this really old camper, uh, like an RV type thing. It was an old style one where it's basically like a pickup truck with the, the, the box or whatever set on the back of the pickup truck, but it was a big pickup truck. It was, you know, there's a bed in there and everything else, but we were up over the cab in that, in the, the area where you could lay down above the cab. And I don't think I slept at all that night and neither did my sister. We were just like, I kept expecting that fucking dog thing to bust through the door and eat us. Um, so that was the first, I mean, in a movie like that, that was the first time I'd seen it. And, and when you, that is your first impression of the movie, it tends to stick with you. Um, and, uh, so I'd say the thing is my second one. And that was, uh, you know, that's, I mean, that was 1980, early 1980s. I want to say 1982 is when I have a, I have a computer right in front of me. I don't feel like looking it up right now. Um, and how much time do I have left? 15 minutes. Awesome. Uh, like I said, only doing half an hour tonight. Um, I don't think Daniel's going to show up. I think that he, he doesn't seem like the type to just flake out. He was responsible last time. And like I said, he got right back to me last week. So I'm, I'm assuming either something happened or he just forgot. Um, I hope everything is okay on his end, but, um, yeah. So the thing, John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, alien, this practical effects in that are insane actually we didn't just watch the dog scene i remember the dude getting his arms the doctor getting his arms bitten off by the thing uh and then it uh yeah that was another traumatizing scene the practical effects in that movie though are absolutely insane i believe stan winston did them um and uh they hold up today and i really wish people would do more practical effects instead of just cgiing the fuck out of everything third movie the silence of the lambs um I saw this in, for the first time. This is an interesting one because I, I, I'd heard about it a lot before I actually saw it. It was sort of like Hannibal Lecter was this figure, this this horror movie figure. that, uh, And it was almost like when I was a kid, it was like, I can't watch this because I won't be able to handle it. It's just too intense. And I remember that the cover had, um, had Jodie Foster's face with that moth over it. 
And I thought the moth had similar coloring to a bee. And so, like, that was scary enough for me. Like, oh, man, this woman's got a bee on her mouth. It's going to sting her right in the fucking mouth. And that's going to really hurt because it hurts when you get stung anywhere. But I bet it really hurts on your mouth. So she can't talk. And that's why she's silent. Maybe she's known as the lamb or something. Um, so that was my only uh, exposure to it for a long time. And then when I finally watched it in high school, uh, it was a, I remember it was fall. It was a September it was like right after the year had started and uh i watched it and i was like this is this is fucking great and very uncomfortable watching ted levine i think that's how you pronounce it levine ted levine ted levine buffalo bill uh dance naked tucking his his dick and balls behind his legs and and pretending he's a he's a female butterfly um yeah never we'll never forget that uh Hannibal Lecter uh, doing his thing, Anthony Hopkins with his, I think, like less than like eight minutes of screen time. It's some crazy number. Like he's, I think he won the the Oscar that year. And I think he's, it was either, I'm pretty sure it was best actor that he won. And it was, uh, I think it's the shortest amount of screen time for a best actor winner ever. Um, but he, he, that's the thing is you don't realize that he's not in the movie a lot because every time he's there, he looms so large that uh, it it just doesn't make any difference. But yeah, so serial killers, as far as serial killers go, I guess I tend to like serial killer movies more than uh, monster movies. Um, I guess the first Gojira could be considered a horror movie and and also a noir movie. Uh, But we just did a whole episode on that like a month ago. So I can't, I'm not really going to go into that. If you want to listen to that, it's episode 100. The one on it is episode 16. Don Woolley came in and that's all we talked about was just it. Stephen King's it, the clown movie that just wrapped up uh last month um so i apologize for smacking my lips by the way this is what happens when i'm on my own and i gotta sit here and think of things to say without it really is fun when i can just ask the question and let the guests worry about what to say um but uh today it's just me so here we are and uh yeah so those are my three excuse me favorite novels or favorite movies favorite horror movies Excuse me. Seven, The Thing, The Silence of the Lambs, which is directed by Jonathan Demme, who I don't think ever did like any movie like like that after The Silence of the Lambs. He wasn't known as a horror director. He did Philadelphia. That was when he with Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington, where Tom Hanks is the, is the lawyer with AIDS uh, suing his law firm for firing him. Uh, that was the one he did after Silence of the Lambs. And... Uh, I don't know what else he did. The last thing he did, he died like three years ago. Um, And he did Rachel getting married with Anne Hathaway in the middle of the 2000s. And that was the last time I heard of him. Uh, Or I heard from him, rather. We heard from him. All of us. Um, So, yeah, uh, Silence of the Lambs, the thing, seven, once again. That's the list that I came up with. And I think I'm going to get the fuck out of here because I'm about, I went about 15 minutes over last time. I don't know how podcast Detroit bills. I know that they go by how much is uploaded, but that wasn't a full hour. So I don't know if they only bill for like half an hour, you know, a quarter hour. I don't know how they do that. I should ask. Dave was just, just here out in the room. I think he's gone now out in the uh, lobby. Anyway, um, and, and you know, you give a shit about that anyway. So uh, I think I'm going to, uh, I'm going to sign off here. I'm going to send Daniel a uh, another message saying I hope everything is okay dog because uh yeah he hasn't even that that hasn't even been sent yet. I sent hey man you still calling in at 603. I say man a lot. And 
when people say man, I don't know if everybody realizes this. When I say man or like, hey, man, what's up? Man is really just a way of saying my equal. It's like a way of saying like it's a disarming thing. It's like, hey, I'm not being aggressive here, you know, even though maybe I should be. Uh, I just want you to know like, hey, I consider you on par with me. So there's no there's no problems, right? Like, hey, man, what's up, man? I don't know if people ever realize that. That's just something that I, I say a lot and, and, and that's what I mean when I say it. I don't know if that's what everybody means when they say it, but that's what I mean. So yeah, when I when you hear me say, "Hey man," I'm really saying, "Hey my equal," "Hey my presumed equal," you know. And even if even if I don't think you're my presumed equal, uh, which is not many people, uh, <laughs> because I am, uh, I don't I don't uh, consider myself that uh, that high and mighty, as it were. Uh, but um, Jesus fucking Christ! All right, we gotta we gotta wrap this up because I'm really out of shit to talk about now. I'm rambling. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Um, and, uh, this is going to be a really short episode. Like I said, as, as you'll find out next week, next week, what am I doing next week? Danger Slater is calling back in. He's a bizarro horror author. I interviewed him back in May, end of May. And, uh, we're going to have the same conversation that Daniel and I would have had tonight. Um, and where we talk about our favorite horror movies. Some fuck, maybe I, I, mean, I guess I'm going to have to pick out three different movies next week, which is going to be gonna be hard because i don't really like horror movies that's another thing that i realized i think i thought i did i like the concept of it i like reading about about things that were scary that happened um i have a very morbid interest when it comes to that but um i don't like any of the modern horror movies i don't like insidious i don't like saw i don't like the it follows any of that shit. i don't think i've ever i have not liked they're all the same to me it's all the same fucking shit um it's just jump scares and and, and like I remember I thought I saw the the recent, most recent Halloween movie because I heard that was really good. And even that, it was just like this dude. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be: is Michael Myers walking around killing people, big fucking deal. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm a tough customer when it comes to horror. But I will be back next week, and that's what we'll be talking at the very least about Danger's uh, favorite books and movies uh, when it comes to horror. And I assume with him writing horror, uh, he he knows what he's talking about when it comes to that. And uh, Hopefully it'll be a full hour show next week and uh, we'll get back to to normal, to basics. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to go work out. Uh, everybody have a great week. I will be back. This has been American Winer Podcast Detroit.